Welcome to Business Matters with host Rob Capello, a podcast where we open the conversation on what matters for business. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Now Media Group. Today, we welcome Kayla Bordignon to Business Matters. Uh, Kayla is the founder of Uncork BC, an online resource where Kayla gets to celebrate the stories behind the labels, share information on events and news releases on the BC food and wine industry. It sounds super fun. Someone's <laughs> got to do it, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So, Kayla, thanks for joining me today. So, I look forward to our discussion. So, let's get started. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. No problem. Um, so, you must have been happy to hear about the BC, with BC moving into phase two of our reopen plan, which includes no more provincial travel restrictions. That must have been pleasant news yesterday for, for you, for sure. Oh my goodness, the best news. And I actually just recently moved to Kelowna from Vancouver about two and a half months ago. And so we haven't been able to have our family and friends visit us um, because of the travel restrictions. So just so thrilled this weekend, I have my parents coming uh, to see us, which is just so exciting. And then of course, we're going to go do some wineries because they're able to visit some wineries and stock up their cellar when they go home. That's awesome. So you just recently moved to Kelowna. I didn't know that. So you, you're, were you born and raised uh, in Vancouver, Lower Mainland? And then? Yeah, we were, we had no intention of moving up here. Um, just through COVID actually just put a lot of life into perspective for us. And it just made me realize, like, I just want to live my life to the fullest. I want to live like that 360 lifestyle, which the Okanagan completely checks all the boxes that we look for when it comes to, you know, just active activities. And like, we're five minutes from the lake, which is amazing. And not to mention all the wineries I get to go visit on the weekends, which is amazing. So we absolutely love it. But yeah, we had no intention to move up here, but COVID just made us realize if we aren't going to do it now, when are we going to do it? And we just wanted to live our life to the fullest. Because life is too short. I know and love it. That's in where else would you where, like where else would you want to live other than the Okanagan anyway? That's here. <laughs> That's awesome. So tell us about Uncork BC. For those who are unfamiliar with the website and what you do, can you give us the little bit of overview of um, of you know of what Uncork BC is? Yeah, Uncork BC is a page that I started about seven years ago, just recently turned it into a business with the Okanagan wine passport. But basically what I do is I love to promote BC wine and food to the world. I think we have the most amazing, amazing farmers and vineyards producing some of the best wines uh, around the world, right here in our own backyard, especially in the Okanagan. Yeah. Um, so it's a celebration of, of the best of the best in BC. And um, my passion is truly visiting the wineries, going to the tasting rooms, meeting the people that are that behind the labels, learning their stories and building this connection to wine that is just so special. And that's 
really where I found my love and my passion for it. And uh, I just think it's so exciting here, especially in the Okanagan, what's to come. We're still, we're still, we're still small compared to the world of wine and we're just getting started. We're one of the youngest wine regions in the world. And it's just exciting to see where we go every single year. So I'm thrilled to be a part of it. So are you, do you cover more than the Okanagan then when it comes to wineries? Yeah, so Uncork BC essentially is um, my way of promoting people to right. uncork a bottle of BC wine. So when you go to reach at, for a bottle at the liquor store, I really want to encourage you to support a local winery, try something new. Our wine regions across the province are so diverse. We have regions from Vancouver Island. We've got wineries in Lillooette. We have wineries in the Fraser Valley. And then of course, Okanagan and Similkameen and Thompson Valley. I mean, there's just so much excitement across the province. And I really try to cover every single region. Um, and that's really where Uncork was born. I, when I plan my vacations, I plan them to wine country. Yeah, so yeah. when everyone else was going wherever else they were going, I was like, I need to go to Vancouver Island. I need to go to Cowichan Valley and check out the wineries. Like every single vacation we've planned has been around wine. That's funny. So how did, so how did this all start? Where you wake up one morning, you're like, I'm going to start a blog and I'm going to write about wineries or how, how did that all come about? Yeah, I mean, it's it was so natural. Um, so that's I think that's the really cool thing about it is that it truly started as a passion of mine. So what happened? There's a little bit of a story. So um, I was 19 years old camping in a Soyuz at Inkmeep um, Resort with my parents and my family. And it was middle of July, pouring rain, like the only day it was pouring rain. And we're in like a little RV, the five of us. And I was like, Dad, we need to get out. We need to do something. And he's like, hey, everyone get in the car. And he didn't tell us where we were going. We drove through Oliver and I was like, oh, this is a cool place. Look at these like orchards and vineyards everywhere. It was really beautiful. And then we pull up to Tinhorn Creek. And that was the first winery I ever visited. And um, we walked through the doors and we were greeted with a welcome little taster of wine. And I was like, okay, what is this? What's this whole wine tasting business? We went to the tasting bar, had a lovely experience. And the really cool thing is that they were so patient with us. Like this was the first time I was tasting wine right. and wine can be really intimidating. And as a young person, it's really hard to kind of just like walk in and try to understand something you really know nothing about. And so Tinhorn Creek, the staff were fantastic with us. And after the tasting, my dad was like, well, what was your favorite bottle of wine? And I was like, oh, the Gortz Demeanor. I loved the Gortz Demeanor back then, of course. Yeah. And he purchased a bottle and he went behind the bar. They had a fridge full of cheese and they had baguettes behind the tasting bar. And he said, I want a baguette. I want cheese. Tinhorn gave us like a cutting board, knives, napkins. We had our bottle of wine and we sat there as a family for like an hour, just having that great family time and that connection and looking out at the beautiful Valley view off the Golden Mile bench. And in that moment, I was like, okay, this is amazing. Like I need to do more of this. This is like the best day of my life. And so ever since then, I just started going to wineries when I was really young. So I was like 19, 20, 21. I think I went to almost like 70 wineries within two or three years. Wow. Um, and now to this day, I I've kind of lost track, but I'm upwards of almost 200 winery visits wow. across the province that I've been lucky enough to go visit and explore. And uh, it's just been so much fun meeting people at the wineries. It's, That's great. 
What a way to start a business. That's a great story and how to get started. And in time, you obviously, I hear the passion for the industry and for, uh, so it, to tie both of those together into do what you love. is. Oh. You never work another day in your life. And I think that's, so I, I do actually, this isn't my full-time business yet. Like eventually that's the goal. I still work full-time um, in, in industrial marketing. I actually work in communications and indigenous affairs. So very corporate, very different from wine, but I've been able to maintain my passion project on the side. And um, it's one that is like, it's kind of indescribable. Like people always ask like, why do you do this? Like, where do you get this passion from? And truly, I, I believe it's in my blood. I believe I'm meant to do this. I believe that I'm meant to promote the industry the way that I am. And I am Italian, <laughs> so I think it's in my blood. It's in my DNA a little bit. I de definitely grew up with wine around the table with my nonna and nono making their own wine and my dad always enjoying it with family. So yeah, I absolutely love it. <laughs> um, I'm Italian as well. So we, we, my dad didn't really drink, but all, we always made wine. Every year we made wine, but he didn't really drink. But just so when people came over, we had homemade wine for everybody, so. Yeah. I love it. Like I, I visited Italy. I've been there about like four times now. That's my, that's my next destination. Once COVID is, is over and we're safely allowed to go back. Cause I have family in Bassano da Grappa. And uh, what I love about wine and food is it's a universal language. You don't need to, to understand, like, I know a little bit of Italian, poco Italiano, <laughs> but um, you know what? Like I go to Italy and I sit around a table with my relatives and we, we speak the language of food and wine. Yeah. We go chin chin. We love the food. That's all we need to, that's all we need. Yeah, no, fair enough. Well, that's, that's what growing up, that's what it was all about, the food and wine. You got together and had big dinners and so forth. So that's it. You mentioned, you mentioned, I was going to ask, so you mentioned you have a full-time job. Um, yeah. Director of Communications Engagement at Site Partners, if I have that right. Um, so when do you find the time to dedicate time for PC? So how do you find it? Is it evenings, weekends? Like, how do you fit that into your lifestyle? It's true. It's really difficult. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. It's, I feel like when you're an entrepreneur, you're just nonstop. That's all you think and, and dream about it. It's kind of constant and never really goes away. And when you truly love it, um, it's okay. Like I allow it to kind of take over my life in a really good way. I'm also a full-time mom. I've got a, a two-year-old at home as well. And a wonderful husband who honestly allows me to do what I can do. He takes care of the house and he, uh, he takes care of me and he does like a lot of the admin, which is so helpful. So he's been great, a great support to allow me to live out this passion of mine, but I truly do it. Like, yeah, evenings, weekends, yeah. it's kind of, it's all I do. And, and I wouldn't trade it for the world because I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's great. So how do you, how do you pick which wineries you're going to cover? Like, I'm curious what the process you go through that you're going to like, well, I'm going to go here, here, here. Uh, today like what so how do you how do you how do you plan that out that is probably so that's probably one of the reasons actually why I started Uncork BC so kind of going back a little bit um I was sharing on my personal social media accounts you know when I was 10 years ago let's just say seven or I guess seven to eight years ago and I was constantly sharing me at wineries so I would you know go to wineries go to tasting rooms see these awesome restaurants. I would share all this with my friends and family. And I was constantly being asked, which wineries do I go to? What do you recommend in each region? Like, how are you doing this? You can just bring out a cheese board to a winery and just buy a bottle of wine and enjoy it with that view. That's free. You could do that. 
So I had a lot of just personal inquiries just coming through and I was like, well, why not just start a platform so I could share this with everybody and not just my little circle. And that's really where Uncork BC was born. And so um, my goal is to try to showcase wineries, tasting rooms, events, restaurants across the province that you can go and have an amazing experience. Um, and that's why actually I started the Okanagan Wine Passport, which uh, is the first ever in BC. Um, and it's a collection of 35 wineries across the valley from Lake Country all the way to Oliver and Soyuz. And uh, that's really gonna take the guessing game out of which wineries to go to because I have collect I've kind of added this collection separated by five different regions, each offering six to eight stops. So those are all Uncork BC approved. They're all stops that I've been to and they're all they're all providing the passport holders with a VIP treatment when they walk through the tasting room with the passport in their hands. So this is it. That's perfect. That's a good segue because I was I was going to ask. Um, I, I assume it's this has been a passion project for you up to now, and, and now you're, you're you're looking to let's say monetize it. And in the, the first step is um, the passport, which you've mentioned. So I'm curious. If you can dig a little bit deeper into the passport, is there a cost? What are the perks? What are the benefits? Can you explain a little bit more how that all works? Yeah, so the passport is available on my website, www.uncorkbc.com. And um, basically, it is a beautiful hand. It's You can see here, it's a beautiful kind of like pocket-sized passport that you can take to wineries across the Okanagan. And you have complimentary tastings. Um, at 35 stops. So this passport alone has over $370 worth of tasting value. Right. And I'm selling them for $55, which includes free shipping. Um, and the passport is available for the entire 2021 tasting season. Uh, so just depending on winery hours and operations, typically most of the wineries, especially in the Okanagan, are open until late fall, early winter. And some of them are actually open year round. So it just really depends. But it's a great way to experience uh, the Okanagan this year. And I think it's a, a perfect program for, for anybody that's wanting to, to get into wine and explore new regions and wineries that they've never been before. Yeah, and the perks are like wine club perks. Like there's, this is unheard of. Like no one gets complimentary tastings at wineries. Like there's, there's usually non-redeemable fees and uh, it could, it could get quite expensive when you, when you look at all the wineries you're looking to visit um, and you're paying for all the tasting fees. So this is an option that is, I think, fantastic for people that are wanting to, uh, to check out Okanagan Valley this season. It's interesting because the one, um, Thing that came out of COVID, I guess, is that it, it kept us in our backyard and allow us to kind of explore things that we take for granted, maybe of all the amazing, you know, wineries is one component of it, but the wineries that maybe, you know, we always look to go, well, we're going to leave and go somewhere where it's like, our, we can explore our own backyard and there's so much. And I think that allowed a lot of locals to maybe try places they haven't, right? So exactly. It, and truly, have you been to Tuscany before? I haven't, no. Okay. I'd love to. Yeah. You know what? Just go to Naramata. Have yeah, you been yeah. to Naramata? I mean, it's so similar. <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's like the vistas or the rolling vineyards the orchards the the roadside stands of you know people selling goodies off the side of the road and I just I love it and it's uh truly truly go to go to Narmada because you'll feel like you've escaped to a whole different world and I think that's what's really special about the Okanagan is that it's such a destination for people to come visit. And, you know, if you pair that with great wine, great food, great people, your friends and your family, and you're, you're taking in these gorgeous vistas and views that the Okanagan offers. I mean, it's just endless opportunities to just make your experience the best experience ever. And I've traveled, like I've been to, you know, it, I've been all over Europe. I've been to wine regions across, you know, the States. I've been to Temecula. I haven't been to Napa yet. That's on my list uh, post COVID as well. But there's something so unique about BC wine. And when you get to go to tasting rooms and have the experience, you'll totally find out why I have this love and passion for our industry because it's so special. And when you're sitting and having a glass of wine overlooking the lake, there's nothing like it. Interesting. So you mentioned that you visited over 200 wineries so far. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot, maybe hard for you to do, but I'm sure there's lots of favorites, but just curious, what are some highlights for you? Like you, you mentioned Naramata, like what are a couple of the highlights that really stand out for you that are a must? Well, okay. So I guess I could, st I'll, Naramata. So um, I have seven stops in Penticton Naramata bench that you can go to as part of the Okanagan Wine Passport. And uh, they're all fantastic. Um, some standouts, I'd have to say for sure, Terra Vista Vineyards. Uh, so they grow some, some rare varietals um, that you can find in like Spain, but they're actually grown in our own backyard here in BC. And so if you love white wine, they have like an amazing Viognier and Albarino, which is one of their rare varietals. And um, they're a fantastic, fantastic little winery on the bench uh, that you can go visit. And I actually recently went to uh, Hillside for dinner and the bistro was fantastic. Yeah. I don't know, you've never been to Naramata. We need to get you a trip to Naramata. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send you a passport. So you can go to Naramata. <laughs> but um, yeah, like this, I, I actually, that was the first time I went to, second time I went to Hillside, but the first time I went to the bistro and we had a lovely experience and the winery is like this wooden, beautiful, it's like a, it's like a tower, it looks like a huge massive bell tower. You walk up the spiral stairs to get to the top and it truly feels like you're in a small mountain town in Europe, like Austria. It's so cool, you have to go. But the food was fantastic and I think that's one of the exciting things about our industry is restaurants at wineries are upping the game. like. If you go to Poplar Grove, if you go to Phantom Creek, if you go Tinhorn Miradero restaurant, I mean, these restaurants are some of the best in, in the province and it's right here in our own backyard. Yeah, it's amazing. So how, how often do you post? Like, I'm curious, like how, how much content do you put out? So I try, I try to do daily if I can. Um, and that's kind of the goal, I guess you would say. Um, trying to do a little bit more over the summer, just because this is the time that people are wanting to get out and explore the Okanagan. So Uncork BC really, uh, I'm trying to use the platform right now this year to obviously promote the passport. So if you do follow me, you'll see a lot of content around 
the tasting experience and the offers at each of my passport stops um, along the route that I've put together. So I try to post, yeah, for sure daily. Um, and I also like, I love to post about new releases. So people know like, what are the new wines coming out? Um, we just did a lot of spring releases. There's lots of 2020 rosé that was just released. And that's another perk of going to visiting at tasting rooms because you get the new wines before anybody else. Like these are wines that you get as soon as they're released, you can be tasting. Like I was up at Inkmeet Cellars, which is the first uh, indigenous owned winery in North America. I was there last Monday for a tasting and we tried the 2020 rosé and it was amazing. Like the perfect summer patio wine. Um, so those are, yeah, little perks that, that you can get when you do uh, visit, you get to try these new releases. And I also love sharing uh, food. I love, I love food. Of course, who doesn't, but especially Italians, you know this. So <laughs> I love putting together like charcuterie and cheese boards and I love doing food and wine pairings. And that's one thing, like if I had a little bit more time on my hands, I would definitely love to share more of my cooking inspiration with everybody. And that's definitely to come for sure. Awesome. I look forward to it. So, so I'm curious which, um, I would assume you use all the social platforms to distribute your content, but what, what trends are you finding are most engaging for you? I mean, being what you do, uh, photography is important, obviously. So I would assume, you know, Instagram is a real strong platform for you. Is that, is that correct? Or what are you finding other ones that are working really well for you? For sure. Instagram's number one. Uh, yeah. So that's my number one platform that I find the most engagement. And I have like the most incredible following. Like I talk to some of my followers on a daily basis and uh, become really good friends with them. I haven't met them yet, but like, it's so awesome because we always say we're going to meet at wineries and I definitely would do that. So anyone who's listening, that's a follower, like I'm up for meeting anybody at a winery and uh, meeting over a glass of wine, especially once uh, restrictions obviously are getting, you know, lifted and we're able to do things outside of our, our social uh, circle. So uh, that's definitely something that I love to do. The crazy thing is I need to tell you a story because Instagram, my goodness. So before this happened, so before, I guess, January, you probably don't know this, but I had an account. It was called Uncork BC. So now my new account's Uncork BC Wine on Instagram. So what happened, it's horrible, <laughs> but it happened to me. And I'm, I know it happened to a lot of other people um, as well, but uh, I was hosting these the great 12 days of giveaways in December last year. And I, my following was growing like crazy. I had almost 9,000 followers on Instagram. Wow. And I was, you know, really active, really engaging. And um, January, I was hosting another giveaway. And during these giveaways, these fake accounts kept coming up. And these are ones I'm sure everyone's seen on social media, especially Instagram, where, you know, they target people who are hosting contests and they try to get your followers. They try to be you. They impersonate you. And um, they try to, to sc it's scamming. They try to get your followers credit card information and it's horrible. You know, a good thing, like a giveaway for my followers turns into something really negative. And um, unfortunately, one of the accounts that was attacking me in January was very, very aggressive. And I believe Instagram just like shut us all down. So my account was deactivated. Oh, geez. So you just start over again. Oh my gosh. Well, you know what? This is the crazy thing. This was born out of the deactivation period. 
So I was devastated. This was a collection of my, my wine memories and travels for the last seven years. And my following was amazing. And I was, you know, I was upwards of almost 10,000 followers, which is really hard to do on Instagram, especially nowadays. Yeah. And so I was really excited about this growth that I was seeing and to be completely deactivated. Um, I did do an, an investigation with Facebook business because I did um, tie all my accounts together and there was, I did advertising on right. Facebook business and um, they said that I was deactivated for impersonation and I'm still trying. I still try. Uh, I used to try daily. I try about once a week to get my account back through Instagram. We still haven't gotten it back, but we still try. Um, I'm hopeful that one day I will get it back, but for now I had to rebuild. And when that time, you know, I, I was, it was really, really devastating. As you can imagine, it was my brand and my heart and my soul through social. And, um, one thing to know, Instagram doesn't own anything. So you always want to tie your accounts, like create a blog post. Like if you're a business owner and you're only using social channels, right. always have all your information backed up through like a website, um, that you own the, the materials, because this can happen to anybody. And I think it's a really good tip just to be aware of the fact that, Instagram could be gone tomorrow. So don't only have your business tied to just one platform. Make sure you diversify your platforms. So if you do lose one tool, you can resort to other tools um, to use to your benefit. So when this, this was happening, of course, I'm devastated. And my mom's just like, Kayla, come on, pick it up. Like, let's go. This It's just Instagram. Who cares? Don't worry about it. And then I was like, okay, well, what, what, what am I doing in this space? Like, what are my, what are my goals? What are my passions? Like, how do I turn this into a business? Because I always thought about it. I was always like, I spend, I don't want to know how many hours if I tracked all my hours, like hundreds of thousands of hours of my personal time with this brand that was gone. So then I was like, what do I truly want to do in this space? Like, how do I set myself apart from just being like a wine blogger or wine influencer? And I, I, I know my passion is to promote the best of BC wine and I love to, you know, promote people to uncork BC wine uh, when they do. And I, I, I found that there was a need. I, I constantly had followers asking me, like I said, like if I'm in Kelowna, what are the top three wineries to go to? If I'm in a Soyuz, like, where do I go? What's my route for the day? And I just decided, I'm like, okay, why don't I turn that into some sort of business where I can give them a tool, the passport, and they can just take this alongside with them and have the my recommendations at their fingertips, but not only my recommendations, complimentary tastings and other perks and discounts that are included in the passport. So that devastating time that happened back in January, this was born. Oh, it's interesting. Interesting. Well, hopefully you'll get your account back because that's that's too bad you lost so much, like even just the content, right? So yeah. It's okay. You know what? This is the thing. There's, there's other things that are happening in the world that are far worse, far, far, far worse than this. And I think everything happens for a reason. And this truly, like I said, this allowed me to turn this wine blog page into a business. Um, and it's exciting because this is the first year ever. Um, so I printed a limited amount of passports. There's only a thousand available. Um, and I've already sold half. So there's only half left, which I anticipate are going to be flying, especially with the new restrictions today, finally allowing travel across the province to happen. So 
I'm really excited um, that people will have a chance to come visit. And I hope that they get a passport because I believe in every winery behind this program. And they're, they're all eager to welcome everybody, especially passport holders. Like there's so many perks that they get. So it's, it's just a fun program that I think people are gonna love this summer. Awesome. Um, we're gonna get to know you a little bit. Okay. Outside of Uncork BC, and then we're gonna go back and have a couple questions we're gonna wrap up with. So um, what was your very first job? Okay, yeah. Oh, very first like real job or like job? Let's say real job. Real job. So I worked, well, Sammy J. Peppers, I guess, was like oh, my yeah. first real job as a hostess. Yeah. Um, and I loved the restaurant industry. I don't know why I left it. Uh, it was super fun working with, uh, as a hostess and supporting all the staff on site and like being, and then I went to like uh, expediting, which I thought was really fun. Like seeing all the food yeah. that came out and making sure all the plates were perfect. And if not, I'd be like, send it back. <laughs> this isn't good enough. <laughs> Um, and then my other, my other kind of real job, um, was with Mosaic and they were, uh, they are an experiential marketing company. So that really fit my personality. Like I, I love meeting people and I'd say I'm fairly outgoing. So, um, I had to dress up and be brand ambassadors for tons of different brands like Coca-Cola. I actually had to one summer, I had an Odwalla, which was a juice product by Coca-Cola. Right. I had to dress up as a farmer in overalls and Crocs. And this is when Crocs weren't even fashionable. <laughs> I had to wear lime green Crocs on the streets of Vancouver with my little, my little market stand with free juice samples that I was giving out. I mean, it was the best summer job ever. Um, but yeah, that was like one of my, that was one of my first, my first real jobs, I guess. Oh, that's great. Um, outside of, uh, when we find you outside of work and outside of writing for Uncork BC, how do you spend your time away? So what, what are you doing? What are your hobbies? What are you, what are you exploring? What are you doing? Yeah, so I love hiking. Um, I wish I had a bit more time for it. That's one thing I'm going to try to do a lot this summer. Um, usually I'm up Knox Mountain on a Saturday, ending with coffee at Bright Jenny and a Kelowna because I just worked out so I can eat a Kelowna. That's totally fine, right? Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. That's the whole point of working out. <laughs> I'd say, yeah, I'd say like those are like hiking. I definitely want to do like there's so many local hikes. Um, I want to do Pincushion in Summerland, I heard is an awesome hike, and Mount Boucherie in West Kelowna, I'd love to do. So um, that would be probably one of my hobbies. And then just spending time with my family. So my daughter's young. We're usually at parks, honestly. Like that's kind of what we do every every weekend. We're usually at a park and then a winery. We have a little bit of a balance for, for Chloe. <laughs> Um, if you had the opportunity to have a glass of wine, we usually say coffee, but for you, we'll say a glass of wine with someone famous, dead or alive. Oh who would you love to just uh, have a glass of wine with and pick their brain and get to know them more? Is there someone that comes? To, it, it could be personal, it could be famous, it could be someone that would you'd really love to have a chat with. Oh my goodness, that's a hard question. <laughs> I'm going to have to, let me think about it and get okay. back to you. We'll let you think about, we'll circle back. Yeah. So if, if we asked your friends and family to use one word to describe you, what would they say? Uh, I'm passionate. Okay. Yeah, you can hear it. <laughs> oh, if we were, if we were, if you were in person with me, you'd see like my eyes water because yeah. I get <laughs> and happy and 
it's funny people I always like I'm 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 emotional like my my whole family is emotional we cry for happy things like we cry for the happiest moments in our life which is just so bizarre but uh we are we love so much and we're just yeah we're very happy passionate people and I think that's one thing they would say is that I'm someone who just like I believe in myself I'm confident and I I I truly know what I want and I just I make it happen and I think that's one thing that I'm so proud of for myself is that you know I I believe in a concept like the passport and I see it through and I believe in it and I I'm able to kind of turn something from a vision into you know, a product and um, a business for myself. And it's so easy to self-doubt when, especially I'm new to this, like I've never built a business before. This is the first time I've registered a business name. I've opened up a business bank account. Like I've never done any of these things. And it's, it's intimidating to, to get into and to start with, because there's so many things that you have to do. Like I couldn't even license, I couldn't even um, get my name approved, my business name approved legally because it has BC in it and you're not right. allowed to have BC in it. So I'm uncork wine limited is mm. my business name, but um, yeah, I think that's one thing they'd say is passionate. And I just, I follow my heart. Awesome. Um, you're a foodie. What's your favorite type of food? If there's one food you, you had to eat the rest of your life, what would it be? Well, burrata. Oh, yeah. oh I love burrata. Who doesn't? Amazing. <sighs> Oh my goodness. I love, I just, I, I'm addicted to burrata right now. And there's some really great burrata in the Okanagan. There's actually, I don't know if you know this, there's a fellow, um, I think his name's Franco and he has a cheesery in Vernon and he's Italian and he makes like his own ricotta, his own burrata all in Vernon. And you can get it at, um, Perseval and, um, Monger's cheese. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's called Tanto Latte. Actually, they're an Italian couple and they make their own cheese. They make really good, amazing burrata and ricotta cheese too. Oh, yeah, I'd have to say right now, it's just all about the burrata for me. Awesome, love it. Um, what's your go-to, it's Friday night, you're gonna have a glass of wine. What's your go-to Friday night wine? What, what are you pouring right now? Right now I'm pouring anything rosé. Okay. I'm like obsessed with rosé. Um, some of my favorites right now. So I like a really like light salmon pink hue rosé, like more Provence style, drier style. Right now, I'd say my top rosés um, would be from Sandhill has a lovely rosé. And they actually just released a Sangiovese uh, single vineyard rosé, which is very limited. I don't even know if I can get my hands on it. It's only for club members, but I'd love to try that one. But their, their regular rosé is fantastic. And Cedar Creek also has a lovely rosé this year as well. And Quails Gate always has a fantastic rosé. I haven't tried their 2020 yet, but they always have a very lovely, uh, very lovely glass of rosé that you can just enjoy. I think rosé goes with anything. So that's usually what I'm, what I'm having or else I'm opening. If I'm treating myself on a Friday, it's been a really good week. And I'm like, Hey, let's, let's yeah. start the weekend. Right. I'm usually having some Bella sparkling wine. Awesome. Like it. Um, you said you traveled um, a fair amount of places. What's your, what, what's your favorite place that you want to get back to? Italy, hands Italy? down, Italy. If I was going to choose one part of Italy, well, there's probably five I want to go back to, but uh, Sardinia was one uh, my husband and I went to on our honeymoon and it was so special and it was uh, just such a beautiful place to visit. Um, so I'd probably go back to Sardinia and it's like a little island off of the west coast of Italy. 
um, and it's quite close to actually the French border. Okay. So I think that's probably where I'd go back to right away. Lovely. And then Europe, we love Europe. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're Europe people. I've been watching the Euro Cup that's on right now, and they're show they show um, you know they show the nations that are you know like Denmark, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful there. Like you just see in the pictures and the video, and like it's Europe is spectacular. So I'm gonna go back to that question: Have you thought of someone you're gonna have? <laughs> Oh my God, this is such a hard question because I'm saying like <laughs> Oprah, but I feel like that's like, so that's like, you know, very, uh, that's probably everyone's answer. No, you would be the first one that's ever said Oprah, so. Oh. You can have Oprah. Oprah, right? because come on, who doesn't want to meet Oprah? Oh, that's funny. That's she awesome. could be, I just think she'd be like a powerhouse and like, I'd love to just hear her story, see what she's up to now and. Um, I just, I'm so inspired by the career she's developed and, uh, I just think she's, I like being around positive people right. and, you know, passionate people. <laughs> and I, I think she's all those things. So I think she would be someone who, if you spent even five minutes with, like, she'd be life-changing. Huh. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. So you can have Oprah because you're the first one that said it. Okay. I'll take Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so last question I had, um, um, in a, you know, just constant time is, What's the future have in store for Uncork BC? Like, where's your vision? Uh, adding other, are you going to be Uncork Italy? Are you going to be like, what, what, <laughs> what's the vision for, for that brand and where you want to go with it? Yeah, so a great question. I think it's, it's always evolving for me. Um, so one thing I really need to do is sit down and develop like a five-year plan for myself. Um, it just hasn't, hasn't come, come up yet because I've just been so busy and trying to launch the new passport. I really need to sit down and, uh, and write my vision for, for the next like short and long-term what those goals look like. But for sure, I want to stay in BC and uh, promote BC. So typically my content is I'd say 80 to 90% BC. Um, I do when I had my old account and I will with this account, when I do travel, I do kind of these fun little special series called like uncork travels. Okay. And then I will do like uncork Italy or uncork Temecula or uncork Napa, like wherever I end up going, I will do kind of a fun play on uncork BC um, and share those behind the scene travels and my experience uh, with my followers. So that is all to come. I think for sure, I, I definitely want to focus on the passport. This yeah. is only year one and uh, this is going to be my baby. So year after year, like I want to be able to put out the most amazing route for people to experience. And I think what's cool about the program is it's inclusive to anybody. If you are beginning to just like you're a beginner and beginner in wine and you're just you're just starting to explore our industry, or if you're an expert and you're a sommelier and you have lots of knowledge, these wineries that I hand select are for everybody. And um, I think that's what's really unique and cool about the passport route that I put together. And it's just gonna keep evolving and growing. And I'm so excited about that. Love it. Well. Thank you for joining me this morning. I love the passion for the industry um, and I've really enjoyed sort of listening to the journey. It sounds like your journey is really just starting though. Like there's, there's, there's lots you still want to accomplish. So, um, you know, maybe we just, we talked before we jumped on. I think that next time I'd love to do this, like we should be doing this on a patio somewhere over with a glass of wine. <laughs> like, can we, can we do that? I think we should do it. I think we yeah. should do like some sort of summer, like a little happy hour 
session and maybe we can have like a few different entrepreneurs that are all doing like a round table and we can go live and we uh, we can all just like catch up and chat about a few common themes that would be who doesn't want wine and some cheese and discussion that would be awesome I think everyone's itching to kind of get back and seeing people so I think that's awesome so so hopefully everyone listening is inspired to visit some local wineries and and you can always head over to Uncork BC to learn about sort of the latest news and happenings. And when you're there, make sure you order your Okanagan wine passport. There's only a few left, so they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna go off blow off the shelves quickly here. So so Kayla, thank you so much for joining. I really enjoyed our discussion, and uh, uh, hopefully we can stay in touch and learn sort of what where Uncork BC goes. Yes, thank you, Rob. It was fantastic being here. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'll send you your passport in the mail so you can get a copy. And you got to go to Naramata Bench, okay? I, I promise you that. I will 100% make it a, a goal this summer to go there for sure. 100%. You have to. It's such a special, special little place. So you'll love it. I know you will. You're going to have the best experience and you're going to go back every single year. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Kayla. Uh, thanks for joining. And um, everyone else have a great rest of your day. And thank you for tuning in to Business Matters. Yes. Cheers, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Matters with host Rob Capello. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us and join the conversation.